All right, let's go into your next patient. So the next lady is a lovely 48-year-old African-American female who presented with a breast mass and a large axillary lymph node. She had needle biopsy of both areas, and it was an infiltrating duct carcinoma, HER2 positive, ER and PR negative. She received neoadjuvant chemotherapy with ACTH. And then she went for a lumpectomy and an axillary dissection, and she had a CR. She is presently about to embark on radiation. She's been receiving her trastuzumab. Her course was not nearly as simple as it sounds. She had a port placed, and she had an extensive clot requiring thrombolysis and subsequently six, almost six months of Coumadin. And then she had a pick line placed and had multiple episodes of line sepsis requiring at least three hospitalizations, and now she's done. She's a very interesting lady who is very, very apt. We talked a lot about being an advocate for the African-American community. She's very lovely and very smart and very motivated. What did you see, Hal, today, and what kind of sequela, if any, did she have with these horrendous complications? Well, fortunately, she's really doing well and has landed on her feet, and her hair's growing back. She looks vigorous and energetic, and she's doing really fine. I think from you know a cancer management point of view, there isn't a lot to add. A couple of rhetorical points, which are that the neoadjuvant regimen should be the same as the adjuvant regimen, which it was. And secondly, that the piece about good fortune in managing some of these complications of the IV access are not trivial, and we do hear this all the time. It's a challenge, especially for patients getting longer durations of therapy. I think that what struck me about this patient in talking to her is that she has been transformed by the experience of being diagnosed with breast cancer. And she has found her voice, if you will. I think she talked about wanting to be really a visible advocate for cancer patients in her community in a way that she didn't see people before who were fulfilling such a role, that she is a changed person, she said, because of her diagnosis. And I think she's been helped to see that by Rich's group and his patient navigator, Mary, was there today. And this patient had, you know, a huge grin and a big hug for Mary and as someone who has really formed an alliance with the team that has really helped her transcend her diagnosis in a lot of ways. She's obviously got a lot of therapy to go. She's got to go through radiotherapy. She's got maintenance trastuzumab to go. She had a risky cancer. She's got a long road ahead of her. But she's someone where you can look at her and say that she has been able to find the personal wherewithal to find a really good piece of this to organize her life around. So let's just chat for a second about neoadjuvant therapy of HER2-positive disease. And what I thought was the highlight of San Antonio, three presentations and your colleague, Dr. Eric Weiner, commenting on them. He told me he stayed up till 4 a.m. finishing his slides, which were great. (laughs) And also the issue of choice of chemo partner. In this situation, she got an anthracycline and that issue because there are a lot of people who use TCH. So Hal, what about choice of chemo and what about these new trials that have been reported? Well, with regard to the choice of the chemo outside of a study, as I said a moment ago, the standard regimen in the adjuvant setting should be the regimen in the neoadjuvant setting. We have two widely used options in the States, ACTH and TCH. Both are approved by FDA. There's only been one study that compared them, the BCIRG006 trial. In that study, there were small numerical advantages favoring ACTH in terms of efficacy, but there was clearly a greater risk of cardiomyopathy. About 2% of patients getting ACTH had congestive heart failure versus about 0.5% getting 
TCH. So those are the things I share with the patients. And a young woman like this who had no cardiovascular risk factors, I would have used ACTH as well. With regard to the experimental stuff, I mean, this was, as you said, the highlight uh, or one of the highlights of San Antonio 2010. The NeoAlto study presented by Baselga compared lapatinib versus trastuzumab versus the combination, all given with paclitaxel chemotherapy, and showed that the combination was clearly superior than either anti-HER2 drug alone with chemotherapy. The Neosphere study, which compared pertuzumab versus trastuzumab versus the combination, all with chemotherapy, or a fourth arm that just had the combination alone, and again showed that the combination of chemotherapy and the two anti-HER2 drugs was better than any other combination. Intriguingly, they showed a lot of activity for the all-biologics combination, but it was still less than half of that seen with the chemo piece, so I think you still need some chemo. And finally, the Jepar-Quinto study that compared neoadjuvant lapatinib-based therapy versus neoadjuvant trastuzumab-based therapy and showed a minor advantage for trastuzumab. So walking away from that, there were really two messages. One was that it doesn't look like on a head-to-head basis, lapatinib is going to be as good as trastuzumab. And secondly, it looks like the combination of these two anti-HER2 products, either lapatinib-trastuzumab or pertuzumab-trastuzumab, looks to be better than either one. So what we need to know is whether that will continue in long-term follow-up. And if it does, and if we can say, here's the stepwise change in path-complete response rate of the neoadjuvant setting, and here's what it translates to in long-term follow-up, then I think we will really see neoadjuvant models enshrined as the way to explore new anti-HER2 drugs in women with HER2-positive disease. I'm curious, Rich, you know, kind of what these trials meant to you. Were they more like something for the future or... Was there anything that you took away in terms of current practice? Looking at my practice, I'm always looking for a trial that's applicable in the community. And the pertuzumab one was one that was particularly interesting. And I know that there's a trial that seems to be evolving. So I'm looking forward to that and hopefully we'll be able to participate. 